down. Good morning. Welcome to Student Takeover. Whether you realize it or not, you have come to Student Takeover Sunday, which is one of our favorite Sundays of the year, where we get to celebrate all that God is doing in the next generation. Um, I am so excited for you to get to hear some stories this morning of how God moved at camp this summer. Um, one thing that struck me at both our middle and high school camps this summer was that God is so big that he can be moving in my story simultaneously while he's moving in Aiden's story, while he's moving in Ezra's story, and he's just touching people's lives all around the room at the same time. But he also cares intimately about what's going on in my life. Um, and so I'm so excited for you to hear some of these stories this morning about how God moved and transformed and healed and restored. Um, I think about Psalm 126. It says, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. So we get to share some of those great things this morning that God did. These are some of our high school students who went to IYC with us this summer. I'm super excited for you to get to know them and meet them and hear a little bit about their story. So I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves so we know who you are. Howdy, y'all. My name is Noah McDonald. I'm going into my senior year at Scottsdale Christian Academy, and I've been in student life probably since seventh or eighth grade, just about. Hi, I'm Elisa, and I just graduated from Horizon High School, and I've been a part of student life since I was in the sixth grade. Hello, uh, my name is Aiden Moore. Uh, I'm starting my ye uh, senior year at Desert Mountain High School across the street, and I've been in student life since seventh grade. Hi, um, my name is Jenea Boone, and um, I'll be going into my junior year, and I go to Fountain Hills High School, and I've been involved in student life since my sophomore year. Awesome. Hey, these are amazing students. I hope you get a chance to get to know them. We um, went to IYC, which is all the way in San Antonio. We had lots of moving parts on this trip. I would love for you guys to summarize what each day of our trip was like um, so they can get a little taste of what high school camp was. So getting up there, we decided to take three vans for a 16-hour drive, and we made it into a two-day journey up there. So first we stopped in El Paso, Texas, and we went to a minor league uh, um, uh, baseball game, and we saw the Chihuahuas. <laughs> Great name for a baseball team, you know? Very fierce little dogs, as you haven't noticed. But um, uh, we ended up uh, on the big screen out there doing the YMCA in the rain, and Chip called it a passing cloud. It, was it did not pass. Cloud. It stuck around for quite a bit. But uh, we got all the way there safely, and on the way back, we ended up stopping at Six Flags on the 4th of July, which was a really cool experience. We got to see the fireworks and everything, and uh, obviously we made it back safe, seeing that we're still here. Uh, so when we were at IYC, the actual event is the International Youth Conference, um, and there's, I mean, 2,000-something kids there. It's in this huge conference center. Um, so you walk in, you don't really know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and there was this massive stage, uh, and they were, they were playing music, people were up dancing, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and you just, like, students as far as the eye could see. It was super packed. Um, but eventually, after sitting there for a while, this magician came on stage. Uh, I was not ready for that. He was amazing. He did some crazy tricks um, that I couldn't even begin to explain. So uh, then we, we would have this amazing worship band come on, North Point Worship from... Urana. 
Where? Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were great. Um, oh, actually, the opening ceremony had a mariachi band, so that was, that was awesome. Um, but then we would hear a message from a speaker, uh, and, you know, would sit there listening to the sermon. It was great. All the speakers were amazing. Our own Chip Taylor got up there in front of all those kids. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a great experience. Uh, worship was amazing, speakers were amazing, and it was just fun to connect with other youth groups. Um, what I think was like the heart of our trip at IYC was our last day there, where we did breakout rooms and the prayer walk. So breakout rooms are essentially a bunch of tiny sermons and messages, which I think is really valuable because if you don't feel like you heard the message in the big sermons, God will give you what he wants you to hear during those breakout rooms. Sarah gave one, it was beautiful, it was great. Uh, yeah. But what I think was the most important at IYC was the prayer walk. So, to set the scene, there's 2,000 students in this convention center, and they tell us that we're all gonna walk together down the streets of San Antonio. Now, you can imagine it's a little strange, but what was even weirder was that we were quiet. So we got a couple head turns because teenagers aren't usually quiet. But we walked down the streets and then we start hearing worship in this beautiful park. We worship and then we split off into our church group. So McDowell goes off to the side and we take communion together. For some of our students, it was their first time taking communion. And I think I can confidently say it was memorable. But afterwards, we open up the circle within student life and we're really vulnerable with each other. We let our guards down and it was a really good time for us upperclassmen and graduates to pour into our younger students. And God was just making us all so hungry for him and it was my best night, yeah. Um, so our church decided to visit the town of Uvalde um, for those of you who don't know, that is where um, the school shooting occurred at the end of May. Um, as a group, we arrived at the school and we took about 30 minutes to ourselves to reflect on everything that we were seeing and give us time to get an idea as to what we were looking at. Um, before arriving to the school, we had all wrote letters. Um, I remember writing a verse that stuck out to me during this time. It was Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. I had seen this verse on many of the gifts and the memorials left behind for the kids, and I felt like it was his way of telling me that he wanted me to pray for these families, and that when enduring through rough times and hardships and trials, that you can look toward God and he will have all the answers for something you might not be able to explain or might not want to accept. Um, after the school, we broke off and um, some went to the first responders, the hospital, um, some went to the local church, and then some went to the sheriff's department. Um, uh, first, uh, when we first initially arrived to the um, a, a police station, the officers were skeptical and confused as to why a bunch of teenagers had just stopped by in a van. Um, but after <laughs> talking to them for a while, they were very open and they were very willing to share their stories and their experiences that 
that they had gone through. Um, getting a chance to speak to their survivors and this community was something I'll never forget. And um, hearing the officers hearing what we had come to do for their community had almost moved them to tears. Um, all I can do now is pray for them and pray that they look towards God because after going through IYC, I can confidently say he never fails and never will. All right, so, so you had this great experience. You went to Six Flags, you went to Rob Elementary, you went to a conference with a lot of kids, stayed in some great hotels. What's the why? Why does it matter? Why do we do it? Um, I think a perfect example is why we go to camp is us four up here right now. I didn't even know Noah's name before going to camp or Janaea's. So I think camp is the perfect way to build connection and how God brings us together. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, on this trip, I actually met, I re-met Jordan. So I don't know if I told you or Sarah this, but um, when Stella and I were younger, we actually played soccer with Jordan, oh, wow. and we hadn't seen her since this trip. That's cool. Uh, I think it's important for our students because, um, especially incoming freshmen, like people just coming into high school, uh, you just get a chance to ex really experience the student life community um, and kind of find your place, but not, I mean that in a good way, because sometimes when people say that it's a bad way, like know your place, but that's not what I'm saying. Um, like it just lets them know that they're very welcome and loved uh, in student life and it gives them good relationships to keep building every Sunday. Um, it also really starts their relationship with God, whether you're, you have been walking with God for a long time or you're just new to the faith, um, camp is always a, gets the fire burning, so. I think it really helps introduce newer people into student life. If they've been going to the church for a long time, then one of their buddies drags them along to this weird place in San Antonio where a bunch of kids meet. <laughs> but uh, it also really just helps kind of turn student life more into a family than just a group you go to once a week or twice a week or maybe once a month. But uh, it was just a really, really good experience and helped start firing a lot of kids' hearts. That's awesome. So as youth pastors, we pray in the months leading up to camp that God would do certain things we want community for our group and we want safety and we hope he'll move in these ways but I feel like at this, this camp specifically that God moved in some really big abundant ways and really um, moved in your story so I would love to hear just your God moment for the week what is the one big takeaway that God showed you at camp uh, so for me I had what I can only call a God moment because I don't know what else it was or what else I could call it but uh, I really felt a pull to ministry um, while I was there. Um, yeah, yeah, give it up for God, yeah. Um, but I was, we were having, uh, I, he's actually a pastor that's been here, Jeremy, I don't know his last Dixon. name. Dixon. Dixon? Yep. Yeah, Jeremy Dixon. He's been here before uh, he talked here. But I remembered him, and he was talking, uh, and towards the end of his sermon, he started talking about how we were the difference makers, uh, our generation, uh, and that uh, we're experiencing a, a, a big gap in pastors and that we don't have enough people to fill the positions that are needed. And I've not really ever once thought about going into ministry before. 
I don't really know what I want to do, but I knew it wasn't ministry, but now plans have changed. Um, and uh, he said that there was going to be an emerging leaders meeting. So for anyone uh, who had felt called to engage in ministry, uh, there was going to be a meeting early in the morning, the next morning, um, that anybody seeking information could go to. So uh, it actually ended up being me, Noah, Elisa, and Luke Webb, who's in the back right now, um, that went. But uh, it was great. We just, we got to see, I mean, they only expected 20-something students to show up, and there were around 200. So the whole room was full. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, all the adults had to be shunned out of the room, all, uh, student room only. So that was just a really cool experience, and that's how I felt God worked through my life in this trip. That's awesome. Um, so if you've ever been to a camp before, you know, there's this thing called Camp High, where you're at camp, you're immersed in God, and everything is so saturated. You go, oh, when I get home, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to go to church every Sunday, I'm going to go to student life every opportunity I get, and then you get home, and that just doesn't happen, because you're not in this bubble. And I'm guilty of it, it happens. But this camp was different for me. Um, there was a speaker on the first night at IYC. Her name was Hosanna. And she said something that really stuck out to me. She said, if the enemy won't destroy you, he'll isolate you and he'll distract you. And from that moment on, I decided that when I got home from camp, I was going to let God distract me and let him isolate me. And after that, so many doors opened for me, and same thing as Aiden. If you asked me three months ago, ministry is not what I would want to do. But now I have had meetings with Sarah and Chip on where that leads me in this next year towards anything in ministry, and God was just really good to me on this trip. That's awesome. For me, my kind of God moment would definitely have to be right after the prayer walk. I mean, everyone was so quiet, and this was pretty late in the trip, so we were all tired and kind of ready to go home, but everyone kind of pulled together in this one moment, and we probably stayed two, maybe three hours after everybody had already left, and we were just talking in a circle with everybody there. And everybody was talking about like how we're gonna miss each other, very emotional and it really just made me want to be a bigger part in the church because I didn't really show up to student life at all and you know now I'm here somehow but uh yeah it just really motivated me to be a bigger part in student life yeah so <clears throat> um my god moment was also when Jeremy was speaking um, he had talked about how our generation was the new and how um, God is now get, putting it into our hands to spread his word and his good news. Um, Chip had also mentioned that um, we could you do a lot with using our words. So um, during the prayer walk, uh, after everybody was done sharing, I decided to pray over the group. Um, and that is something I'll never forget. Don't you just love hearing from these young kids a little bit? Yeah. This is just so great. You, get, you guys did exceptional. And I, I want you to know that as a body here at McDowell, we're for you. We're for all of you. 
We're with you. We see you. You matter. You belong here. We're cheering for you. Uh, and I should probably stop before I get all emotional, but uh, we love you very much. Would you guys thank these guys one more time? You know, as we wrap up our time, I want to say thank you for letting our students be a part and uh, for being the kind of church that doesn't just talk about valuing the next generation, uh, but actually lives it out. Models that create spaces like this for us to tell stories. The stories are powerful. They really, really matter. It supports us when we want to go on road trips and go to crazy uh, places to maybe help kids encounter God in a new way. Uh, it's, it's an honor to do this with you. Uh, thank you for your prayers and your support. As Sarah shared a couple of things, I want to wrap up with two things that I take away from this summer. Two things that maybe would encourage you as we close. The first is that God is doing remarkable things in the present. If you're a, a parent of a newborn baby and your child is teething and it's the middle of the night, you can wonder if God's doing something remarkable in that moment. <laughs> if you're a youth pastor on a van with teenagers <laughs> on a really long trip, there are moments when you wonder if God is doing something remarkable. <laughs> but he is. I think sometimes as adults we spend too much time thinking about yesterday, and too much time thinking about tomorrow. When God is at work right in the middle, in the midst of our moments. And I don't know what you're going through today. I hope you're encouraged by these young people. But God is with you. In this moment, in this day, in this part of your journey, he's walking with you. And there are remarkable things happening if you'll just look for them. You know, you heard a little bit about a couple of moments. I want to tell you about middle school camp. One of the moments that was driving me crazy, I had eighth grade boys. <laughs> I love the eighth grade boys. They got all kind of energy now. <laughs> and we, we, my job was to lead a small group time at the, after the sessions that night. And for whatever reason, the questions they were giving us and the questions that I was coming up with were not working. It just was not landing. They weren't focused. They weren't uh, attentive. The, the, the questions I was asking weren't very good. The answers they were giving uh, were, were just not on, online. And on Wednesday night, I remember after the session thinking, what am I going to say? What are we going to do? I already chucked the questions that they'd given us. And I wondered if God was at work in the middle of camp, in the middle of the week, when none of those boys had showered for three days. <laughs> But that was the night that those two boys gave their life to Jesus in that camp, in that small group. When you're not even sure if God's at work, when you can't see him in your story, he's working. Don't ever forget that. That night of high school camp, that silent walk, we had to walk for a little ways and can I just be honest with you, our students, their spiritual gift is not silence. <laughs> we had been yelled at by two different youth pastors to be quiet. That was my group. We struggled. 
And we got there and we took communion and I couldn't see God at work. And a lot of times it's a really special moment. And all those stories that you hear about what happened at that communion time was after we closed. I looked at Sarah, Sarah looked at me and we're like, all right, we're done unless anybody else has anything to share. And it was at that moment when one stood up and then two and then three. And then Janae offered to pray. And then four and five and six and seven and eight. God's at work. I've seen God at work in this church. Man, I love this church. I've seen God at work in camp a few weeks ago. Heard some great stories about how God's been working at the DR, how God's been working. Just this last week at track camp, what a privilege. If you went to track camp, you're my hero. It was such a privilege for me to hear your stories. This week's Camp Create, another 50 volunteers coming to serve. What a month it's been here at McDowell. What a privilege we get to be a part of. I can't wait till next week to hear the stories about track camp and DR and Camp Create. Here's the second thing that I learned in this journey this summer. There's power in a yes. When you say yes to God, when he asks you to go to track camp, there's power in that. When you say yes to God to come sit on a stage and tell your story in front of a, a bunch of adults, and it's scary, there's power in that. When you're a volunteer coach in student life, and you see all these kids wearing this shirt today serving, there's power in your yes. If God's stirring within you anything, Whatever it happens to be, as scary as it might be, as strange as it might be, there's power in the yes. We're going to sing a song that we sang both at middle school camp and at high school camp. It's called Firm Foundation. And it's a story about people placing their faith on the solid rock. No matter what storms are coming. You know, you and I, we can learn from these young people. It's not easy being a student today. But we can learn from them. We can be reminded to put our foundation on the things that really matter. Would you stand with me as we wrap up our time together and I pray and we sing this firm foundation. God, thank you for the beauty of this place, and the beauty of this moment, the beauty of these people, and especially the beauty of these students. Thanks for this church and their belief in them. But Father, none of it matters without you. You are our firm foundation. And in one voice this morning, we declare that. Whether we're in our living room watching this on TV, or in this room together in a cohesive unit with one voice, we declare that you are the solid rock, our firm foundation. In Jesus' precious and matchless name, we pray these things. And all God's people say amen.